Hi everyone, welcome back to Design Uncensored. My name is Stella Guan. I am the founder and CEO of Path Unbound, an online design school helping students transition their career to UI UX design. So today we have our amazing guest, Carrie McPherson, back with us today for another lightning episode. And um, today we want to discuss an interesting topic. Uh, we want to discuss the concept of a full stack designer and the implications of it and also how realistic it is to become a full stack designer. And of course, for junior designers who are listening and watching this show, we also want to discuss what kind of directions you can um, you know, aim towards when you're still studying, when you're still in the first couple of years of your career? Do you really need to be a full stack designer? Okay, so hi, Carrie, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good, Stella, how about yourself? I'm doing good as well. I'm really excited about this discussion because I think a lot of people have heard of this term full stack. Um, it, originally, actually, it's not from the design world. It's from the web development world. Uh, for those of us who are familiar with it, uh, from the web development world, it basically means that, you know, a, a developer who is able to develop in the front end and the back end, right? I, I'm not a web developer, so I'm not going to go into the technicalities of it. Um, but obviously, it's, you know, it signifies a, a sort of a, a hybrid profession that requires a complex collection of skills that makes you really valuable for organizations because basically you can do jobs that previously require at least two people, okay? So they're paying one, but they get more. Um, so why company, why wouldn't they like it, right? Of course they love it. And when this concept transition to the design industry, it becomes a little bit different. All right. So uh, in the product design world, um, I think, you know, a lot of employers, they want to hire designers who can not only create beautiful UI user interface, but also understands user experience design, who is excellent at conducting research, doing user testing, who also understands the business side of things, who can talk to clients, who, um, you know, can advocate for users. And that's not, and they're not stopping at this, uh, you know, array of requirements. Some companies go as far as requiring the designer to even code a little bit, right? So they basically want you to oversee the entire process from the, the very beginning to the very end so that you can basically ship an entire product almost entirely by yourself, right? So I think that's where um, it gets a little bit contentious. Now, there is another side of it, which is not quite in the product design world, which is kind of in more of the graphic design, branding design, um, just more of a generalized you know, design world. It, when people talk about this kind of role, this full stack designer role, they probably don't use this terminology, but they have similar expectations. They expect the designer to do motion graphics, animation, to do video editing, um, they also expect you to, to know uh, print production. They expect you to know web design, UI design, visual design as well. So again, it's a wide range of skills from previously, you know, separate job titles, right? You would previously be only be a video editor. You would probably only be an animator before, or you would be just a graphic designer before, right? Specialized in print production. But now you're every one of them. 
So Carrie, what do you think of this, uh, this phenomenon that, you know, companies are trying to hire more and more of these quote unquote unicorn designers? Uh, what do you think it is? And, and, and also how do you feel about it? So, um, first and foremost, let's, let's touch on the, what do I think part, right? Um, I think that back in the day, there used to be a UX researcher, a UX designer, and then a UI designer. But somewhere along the line, that's when this new role called, um, new title called product designer, right, came out. And it was combining both the UX and the UI. So you're expected to do both and see the entire life cycle, right, of the design process or of the product process as well. And I think that it just became a thing where I think companies want less of a middleman because it makes sense. And, and I'm looking at this from the company side perspective first, that it makes sense why they will want that, why they will want someone who has like a breadth of knowledge, a breadth of skills, right, in all these different areas. Um, and they could have someone go from, you know, zero to one, right, with an entire product and be able to ship it off with the engineers because that person is seeing the entire process instead of you going through multiple people, right, and, and you know, communication and translation is getting lost somewhere. Um, I think that it's become a point, though, that even though, you know, salaries are starting to rise for product design positions, it's becoming this thing where, and I think we talked about this on the first episode that we did, where a lot of companies don't have that true process at all. So it's kind of idiotic to ask for someone, and you know, I'm just gonna be blunt and transparent here, to ask for someone who has like a who who can really, you know, demonstrate the full life cycle of the UX process or ask someone to be full stack, right? And when, even when we say full stack nowadays, it's not just Oh, you can research, you can do the UX stuff, right? Like the user flows, the information architecture, and then you can code, right? And be really strong at visual design. No, it's more like, oh, you can do systems thinking as well. You can be a person that can do documentation, right? And yeah. you can, you know, write, you know, does, um, write, you know, scripts and decks with the PMs as well. Um, you can be a person who analyzes data and all of that and use it to leverage like developer and business trade-offs and all of that. And they're asking for all of these things. But when you think about it, it's like, are they really going to be using all this stuff from a day-to-day -day perspective on a job? Probably not, right? Because at the end of the day, your design is all about execution in a sense. Um, now, about the kind of where it's, it's going, I, I think that companies, um, I, I, I just think it's this thing where it's, a lot of this stuff takes years, right? It, it takes years to learn. You have to be in certain environments to learn it as well. And I think that companies are not being realistic when they're asking for these things. Because while I think it's like really great that you do want someone that's like well-versed within, you know, design and learning even other skill sets, right? It's like a second gift. Um, I do think that it's just going to cause this kind of stayed in a job market where there's a bunch of and which is which is it's like that right now right like senior people mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people unemployed they can't find work or anything and then there's a bunch of people that's employed but they're not happy because the team is full of senior product designers and they're not using all of their talents right they're not using all of their special skill sets that they were hired to do so i do think that it's, it's this kind of thing where it's extremely flawed and where you know the the term full stack designer 
there probably isn't a such thing, like you said, and there's probably only one, probably like 0.1% of people that exist out there. But the term full stack designer, um, it it is a term that doesn't really exist because I don't know about you. I haven't met anyone that's good at everything and can go really in depth, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of people who are multi-talented. That's for sure, right? And I personally consider myself uh, as a multidisciplinary designer as well, which means I have uh, um, you know, a variety of different skill sets and I do focus on different things over the years. For example, like in my career, I started off as a graphic designer just doing print production and then later I moved on to uh, UI UX design. And then now I even started a furniture design company, right? So it, it's kind of like all over the place. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm good at everything. For example, I would never say that I'm really good at, um, you know, for example, like uh, like typography. I'm decent at it, but I don't think I'm at the level of someone who specializes in typography, a typographer, right? I can't design my own, my own font, uh, which is fine but I can use it pretty well, right? So like you said, no one is good at everything. Um, I think I, I think most companies probably, they do know that. They're probably not expecting excellence in everything, everything. But I think there is a degree of something that they are going to look out for somebody who is as close to what they're looking for as possible. But um, there's also the the kind of, um, you know, disappointment that can happen later because, you know, everybody's looking for different things. And ultimately, what are the most important factors? Just like when people, you know, they look for partners, you can't go around having a checklist and hope that, you know, that person is going to meet everything, right? You're, not, you're never going to find someone. But um, I, I think, you know, companies, they're probably in the same situation, they just don't realize it. They probably think that, oh, because we have money, money buys everything. Well, it doesn't, right? It's, it's kind of the same thing. So if you were to consult with a company, right? Like if they were to hire you to um, help them improve their design hiring, let's say, right? In this hypothetical scenario, what would you say they need to narrow down on? Like, you know, if, if you're someone who's hiring, would you have a list of top three qualities you look for, you know, in a, in a designer uh, rather than maybe like 10 or 20 that, you know, a lot of these companies are asking? Right. I think first and foremost, you want to look at the product organization first. You want to see if the PMs, they have reverence for designers, if, if they ever work with designers. You want to see the devs, right? Are the devs like super talented? Are they folks that not necessarily came from a fame company or anything? But are they people who really care, especially front-end devs, right, about quality? Are they are they developers who really care about, you know, the details as well, as much as you do, in a sense? Or how fast can they build something, right? Or are yeah. these developers, are they just full stack, once again? And yeah. are they really good at full stack? Or, or are they okay in all those different areas, right? And then are they outsourced? Because that really matters, in a sense. And have they... Have everyone even worked with product design? What's the expectation of design from the company? How do people look at it, right? Because just because companies say that they need UX designers doesn't mean they actually know what it is and the value that it can bring as well. So I would really observe that first. 
And once yeah. you get that first, it's going to start depending on a different bunch of factors, right? So the manager, mm-hmm. what is their style like? Are they strategic? Are they someone where it's their first time in a management position? Because once again, this is going to vary on the kind of candidate that you want to hire. And, and let's be fair, because if you have a candidate, it, it doesn't matter what skill level they're at, right, Stella? Even if they're mm-hmm. principal, they're going to still want to go somewhere in their career. They're probably still going to want to take that next step. So you're going to have to Absolutely. figure out if manager support this person so then there's the third question on okay what needs to happen right now with the product is there an existing product and there needs to be like some design consistency established is that the biggest problem we're trying to solve right is the business trying to enter a new vertical or a new market or something where they're trying to build a new product from scratch so if that's the case, then we need to hire a product designer with really strong visual skills and an intuition for what makes a great product. I think them knowing about user flows and other UX stuff is not that important at this point because that's how startups work. If it's a company that really wants to dig deep and build a relationship with their customer base, base then maybe you need a growth designer, right? Someone who can experiment, someone who's not afraid to get their hands dirty, who's not afraid to go out there and ask people for different things, right? Um, if you need a company where your company might want to find new opportunities, right, for areas where, where they're struggling and it might be, need to be a jobs to be done thing. So maybe we do need to have a product designer that has experience, right, and be really explicit. Hey, I need someone who understands jobs to be done. I need someone who can do X, Y, and Z as well and talk about the entire experience from point A all the way to point Z. So I think it's, in just a recap, it's observing the culture, right, that's at that company observing the hiring manager at what skill level they're at and if they can support someone or not. And then three, um, kind of observing where the company is going from a business standpoint and what needs to improve and getting a designer that aligns with those visions. It's it's amazing, Carrie. I feel like every time you answer questions, you just you just blow my mind because Instead of answering this, you know, in in sort of like uh, more of a one size fits all way, right? You actually pointed out that it is dependent upon the situation and your current prioritization. It's it's almost like you're going to treat this as a product because when you launch a product, you have to prioritize features. You can't launch everything all at once. So when you hire, it's the same thing. Yes, you would want someone who is perfect, but that person doesn't exist. So the next best thing is, what do we really need right now? For example, just a, a very, very simple example, because it, it's, you know, that's kind of relatable to my uh, myself. When I was hiring interns uh, for my company, I'm not looking for someone who has, uh, you know, who's graduating from Harvard, right, has all these outlandish experience, um, extracurricular activities. I'm not looking for those. Those are great, but it's not relevant to me. What I'm looking for actually is if this person is quick to learn, because the reason I'm not looking for someone who's already built who already has every skill set that I look for is because I know that kind of person I can't afford. First of all, they do exist, right? They're probably senior. And second, um, if I'm looking at someone who I can afford, right? Someone who is uh, fresh out of school, who's at the last year of their studies, then I better invest some time for them to learn the specifics of my business as a founder. So then I prioritize the characteristics from these candidates that I need to look for is quick to learn, right? If you 
give them something, they better be able to learn it quickly so that they can perform the task and then generate value for my company, right? And, and it's going to be really different for another company that has a, a different budget. So it's kind of the same thing. And I'm really glad that you, you know, you brought it up like, wow, you know, first of all, you need to know what you're looking for in, in the very, you know, core sense. And then second, the support system. It's so few people even understand that because they don't look inward. They only look outward. They're like, yeah, we're perfect. So you better be perfect too. <laughs> but no one is perfect, right? No organization, no, no person is perfect. So look inward first before you look outside. So you can, you can kind of, um, you know, gauge your level of maturity, your level of support, and then match that, you know, uh, with the, with what you're looking for with the, in the candidate. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm.